may not have a film fixation, but we're here for a noir education. Beebidi-boo, doot-doodle-doo, dee-ba-da-pow. Welcome to A Real Education Noir. I am Melissa, and I am joined, as always, by... Tanya! Yay! I have a hand sign now. You do! I've noticed that! <laughs> we, we throw our hands up into the air in joy whenever Tanya announces herself. Apparently! <laughs> yeah. And uh, once again, sadly, Allie is not with us today, Aww. just because uh, she is recovering from surgery. We miss you, Allie! We Feel miss better! You. We miss you! Smooches! Love to you! And uh, to all of you listeners as well. Yes! Yes! We love you, listeners. So today, we are going to watch a movie called Sorcerer. Tanya, <laughs> what do you know about the movie Sorcerer? Well, I think it's about a truck that's going to blow up. Awesome! It's a remake of a Clouseau film. All right! <laughs> it was. This is an American remake uh, from the 1970s? Correct. Uh... It's based on the book, right. not the movie. Right. So there are differences. Mm-hmm. I can't remember anything else. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> no, you're doing well. You're doing well. So, dear listeners, yes, this is a continuation of our previous podcast uh, about Wages of Fear. We are watching Sorcerer, which is a 1970s American remake of Wages of Fear. So... It's it's uh, super great. Uh, this is always one of the movies I bring up when people complain about remakes sucking. <laughs> they don't always suck. No, there they are, don't. There are great remakes out there, and this is one of them. Yes. And well, Casablanca was a remake, wasn't it? Um, I don't think Casablanca was. Wizard of Oz sure That's, was. That one I know yeah. was. Wizard of Oz. Uh, the Maltese Falcon we all know and yes, love was a remake. Yes, that was a remake. Uh, there, there are several others, and you know you can argue all day long about which of the Ocean's Elevens is better. <laughs> and uh, uh, you can. <laughs> Apparently, you can with some people. Oh, I have wow. had this argument. Interesting. <laughs> so anyway, but that's another podcast. That is a totally another podcast. Real Education, Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, That's a very short podcast. We probably should do Ocean's Eleven on like the regular real education yeah, yeah, yeah. podcast. But well, anyway, no, the original one. The the original. And oh the yeah, remake. you could do the double the header. Double header. Yeah, because okay. there there's a lot to say about. There is, them. there is. But oh. that is off topic. <laughs> More off topic. So we are going to go watch Sorcerer right now. Yes. And uh, dear listeners, please do track down Sorcerer. It is really a fantastic thriller. It is fairly easy to find on streaming channels. If I remember right, you can rent it for cheap off of Amazon Prime. And Tanya has something to say. I, I kind of want the trucks that they drive to be 70s vans with the wizards painted on the side. Oh, and that... like shooting stuff and like, sorcerer! And then the van <laughs> like talks to them. Yeah. <laughs> My headcanon is very strange. I want to see that movie, Tanya. That's well, like no. See, the thing is, I they really maybe do. they probably made it already. We just don't know what it is it's, because it's called Supervan, Tanya. Yes, it's called Supervan. I need to see that. <laughs> I need to see that. No, it's terrible. Oh, it would. Yeah, I okay. tried. I tried. I tried okay. to get through Super. Well, does the van come alive? Not as such. Oh. Well, it does glow. Glowing is cool. Yeah, glowing is pretty cool. Nitroglycerin, does that make you glow? No. No. It explodes. Yay! Yay! So we're back to Sorcerer. 
So, dear listeners, please, please go watch Sorcerer. We will be back just after a few seconds after we have watched Sorcerer. And we are going to talk about it, presumably after Tanya has stopped giggling. Good luck with that! <laughs> So, Tanya, what did you think of Sorcerer? That was very 70s. Oh, it's so 70s. That was 70s all over the place. 70s so hard. That That's 70s a lot. <laughs> and it's like late 70s. Yeah, no, no, so no it's, it's like edging on, e, edging on 80s synth pop. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the... Um, it, it's definitely that Tangerine Dream soundtrack that uh, kind of falls into that category of you know chariots of fire and and blade runner and you know that that you know like eight year period where the all synth soundtracks were a thing even on the big budget motion picture movie lady hawk yeah (laughs) yeah alan parsons project Sorry, I didn't mean to kill your oh. kill your happy there. No, uh, okay. So I liked it. I think I liked the first one better, and and that's fair. I mean, that's like here's Citizen Kane, and here's something that's almost as good as Citizen Kane. Yeah, I mean, like no, I mean, like the attention yeah. was there. Yeah, like the tension was there. The science was way better. Yeah, I loved the bomb. Yes, like yes. the way that they made that up. Um, they were very much, there were more, uh, social commentaries on the South American kind of political scene. Yeah. Less so, uh, there were less random people of color doing stuff for the white dudes. Like, white dudes did more of their own thing, so that was a plus. Mm -hmm. Um... There were still naked brown people for yeah. no reason. Mm-hmm. I did not understand the old lady. I think she was supposed to mean something. Oh, the woman that he was dancing with at the end. Yes, because she, she was through the whole movie. Yeah, she started because she was. Well, she she had a relationship with one of the other drivers, clearly. But she did. Yeah, I think because she handed him. No, she handed that to Roy Scheider, didn't she? No, that uh, it was to the oh, first to man, the, was it to first the man, wasn't it? Oh, maybe it was. Yeah, because he turned around and winked. And oh, yeah, 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 you're right. But yeah. no, but she was there. She was spying on like all four of the dudes. Yeah, yeah. Like, was she supposed to be the sorcerer? No. Oh, okay. No, sorcerer is the uh, one of the two trucks. Oh. It says it on the side. Sorcerer is the name of one of the trucks. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was it in English? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it says sorcerer on. I think it's a running board. It's the, oh, yeah. okay. Well, I totally missed that. And the other one, I can't remember the name of the other truck, but it's well, it's a, the there front was one that said Lazaro on the front. And yeah, then Lazar- L- yeah, Lazaro. There was a P word that he wrote on the back. He mm-hmm. painted it on the back. Yeah, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, but sorcerer was the name of the other oh, truck. Oh, mm-hmm. the truck that I liked. The the truck with the the teeth. truck that survived is the is sorcerer is sorcerer. Oh. I'm so confused. It's okay. <laughs> it must have had like three names written on it. 
I like the yeah. truck with the teeth. Yes. As yes. the grill. It had, it had a very that nice That was design. awesome. Mm-hmm. That was very cool. Roy Scheider looks a lot like Sylvester Stallone, especially when he's wearing one of those trilby hats. Yes, yes. That that kind of short little brim yeah. with a square face. And he's got and... it like kind of on the on the side. Mm-hmm. Um it didn't feel as dark to me because it was American. Well, or I mean, like, it was dark, but it was dark in a different way. Yeah, very much so. I felt that the, whereas in, in Wages of Fear, we were, we were fighting existential angst and what is our purpose Mm -hmm. and why even do anything. And in this one, it was just like, nature's gonna fuck you up. Well, that's part of it, but the, the the forces in the world around them are so muddy and and that's not like the the intent of the film is muddy or anything no, like no. that it's the it's the it's it's grimy it's the 70s and nobody is clearly a good guy oh, yeah is, nobody's super a, there's always yeah. like there's random people that are there and you can tell that they're influencing things yeah but you don't know why or for who, mm-hmm. and no, and and you still get that feeling of no matter what you do, you're fucked. Yeah. But I I just felt especially when they were on the road, they were fighting with literal nature a lot more. Yeah, oh yes. Than they were in Wages of Fear. Yeah, and there there was less infighting in between themselves. Exactly. And and when they're outside of the truck situation, it's it's filmed in almost documentary style. Mm-hmm. So. Whereas in Wages of Fear, it still has that thing where even though it has a huge dose of reality compared Mm -hmm. to a lot of other movies made in that era, you still get the sense that these are characters and like the contrast has been pulled up so you know who the characters are and then these are supporting people in the background. Whereas with this documentary style that William Friedkin was using, it was... It, it's kind of, it's distant. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, and he did, there were more long shots. Yeah. There were more, like, this is the town, and then yeah. you see a smaller guy, like, moving around. The one shot that I loved, oh my god, was um, the the equivalent to Mr. Joe from Wages of Fear. Yeah. The, the assassin who we first meet in Veracruz. Yeah. He's sitting under this, uh, on this, like, wooden sidewalk, leaning against this lamppost, lighting a cigarette. Yeah. And he's in silhouette, and it's like this blue-yellow light. Uh-huh. Oh, it was gorgeous. Yeah, it's very, very cool. I went, the, oh. The movie went through two cinematographers, and, and we'll get into why it, when I start <laughs> talking about the history of this film. Um, the, the first one, uh, as I understand it, filmed a lot of the stuff outside the jungle, and it worked beautifully mm. but once he got into the jungle everything was underexposed and it just didn't work he didn't he, he was angry that they weren't shooting in, in a studio or in more controlled lighting conditions and so he wound up getting fired off the film they brought in a different guy and he was like boom jungle looks gorgeous yes <laughs> so, it did so <laughs> he, knew it how, did. he knew how to use natural light and how to bounce it around okay. so he got so, so they had like really different good. uh strengths yeah which yeah. And so they're both credited on the movie. Oh, that's because cool. Because they each did about half of it. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, going into the production of this movie, boy, th- this movie had so many problems on the back and and, and in its release. Um, were, they, were they pulling a boat up a mountain? Just about. So 
Again, we're going to make so many Herzog references here. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just watched Fitzcarraldo yeah. the other night. That's why I keep saying pulling a boat up a mountain. It's a thing. Yeah, and and it, and it should be. It really should be. <laughs> so the story of sorcerers, uh, the, the, the mover and shaker behind sorcerer is a gentleman named William Friedkin, who is the director. Okay. And William Friedkin is the gentleman who did The Exorcist. He did The French Connection. Ah. He did To Live and Die in L.A. He did... I am seeing things now. Yes. (laughs) Yes. This is the guy who kind of... One of the guys who really revolutionized early 70s filmmaking. Yeah. Because his one-two punch was French Connection and The Exorcist. He's 70s, the 70s. Yeah. and And then there was going to be a third picture after these two mega hits... And uh, that kind of fizzled out because it was going to be an alien thing. Then Steven Spielberg did this thing called uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And so that kind of just fizzled. And so Sorcerer wound up being his next movie, which is why there's like a five-year gap between Exorcist and Sorcerer. So Friedkin is like an old movie nerd. He was inspired to start becoming a uh, filmmaker by watching Citizen Kane. And he had... A super hard on for Orson Welles, you know, and just things. Well, who didn't? You know. Oh, yeah, you know, he just kind of went from there, and um, he he started um, in directing as a director for TV. He did documentaries for I think it was WGN TV or something okay. like that, and in the sixties, and eventually wound up directing an episode of Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, was it? It wasn't Alfred Hitchcock Presents. It was Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, the one he did after? Yeah. Okay. And uh, apparently William Friedkin showed up to work without a tie and he got just reamed by Alfred Hitchcock. (laughs) But anyway, anyway, by the 70s, he he started directing on his own. And and, and, uh, he did a few things before he hit French Connection level, but, you know, French Connection is where it just exploded for him. And so... Sorcerer being under the control of this wunderkind, you know, he was fairly <laughs> yeah. he was fairly young at the time, um, was very highly anticipated movie in 1977. Okay. So one of the studios bankrolled this movie, and for a fairly large amount of money. Sure. And uh, I can't remember what the original amount was, but it spun wildly under control. Where by the end there were two studios involved because it was so expensive. It took two studios oh, to play Jesus. for it. it. It wound up costing twenty one million dollars, <gasps> which was obscene. That's like Cleopatra. Well, not quite Cleopatra. Not quite, levels. but not quite. But still, it was it was obscene. For that's a lot. It was a lot of money because they were. Uh, yeah, they they went filming on location and like everything went wrong. Like. 50 people quit the movie because they were either injured, they had malaria, or they had food poisoning, or gangrene. Yeah. <laughs> I think those were the four well, reasons. Fuck. That, gangrene? Yeah, just various Jesus. horrible, awful things. Uh, William Friedkin himself got ma- malaria on the shoot, and he lost 50 pounds. Oh my god. Um, they were filming in the Dominican Republic, which was a military dictatorship at the time. Joy. So um, it, the film luckily just finished wrapping by the time the whole by the time the next election came up and the whole thing just went boom because riots just spread across the country and there was all sorts wow. of crazy crap happening in the, in the Dominican Republic and also there was this uh, particular stunt known as the bridge sequence 
<laughs> where they built this, they built the bridge for about a million dollars. It was this really elaborate rig with like hydraulics and, you know, hidden rigs and all sorts of things. And, and so it could rock and, you know, all the yeah, parts yeah, could move and, 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 and stuff. And they picked this uh, raging river in Dominican Republic to build it upon, and they put the bridge there, and the river dried up. Oh, God! The first time in its history, it's just like bone dry. So oh, no. they spend another million dollars <gasps> moving it to Mexico, and they install it on a river there, which then dries up. <laughs> and the locals are so angry, uh, they have to post. Uh, guards at the bridge to make sure they don't rip it down because they blamed all the interlopers for drying up the water. Oh, God! And they didn't have enough money to go move it to yet another place, so they had to kind of make the raging river by themselves. The rainstorm was generated by helicopters (gasps) hovering over the set. Uh, Just extraordinary amounts of work went into that sequence. And even... And even with all that planning, like the trucks kept sliding off the bridge. They they kept sliding off the bridge and going into the water like five times. Oh, God. And the, the actors were doing their own stunts. Oh, God. And yeah, it was just obscene. I was going to say, when that tree hits the bridge, oh, I yeah. thought they got skewered. Yeah. And they probably did a little bit. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm yeah, like, like, I thought literally. I saw a branch go into a dude's back. And yeah, I don't know. Like, no, like, yeah, through yeah, it. Like, like, yeah, yeah. And that probably was the intent. So, but the, oh. the these really elaborate sequences, and um, it all looks great in It the looks end. amazing. But by the time it was all wrapped, you know, uh, William Friedkin was kind of an asshole to work with. The studios hated him. <laughs> uh, so much that it was such a mess by the end that... Uh, bo- I can't remember if it was just one or both of the studios said fuck this movie and just didn't advertise it. Oh. Now, the other thing that killed this movie, even though it still was highly anticipated, I will give you the release date. It was June 24th, 1977. So, oh. Yeah. Is that, is that Iran? No. No. The, it's, there was a movie that came out on May 25th, 1977 oh. called Star Wars. Okay, yeah, it was fucked. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it came out within a month of Star Wars. And Star Wars kind of instantly changed the taste of the American consumer. Yeah. I, I, I mean, there, there was kind of this ramp up because there was kind of this joyous quality to uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah. But the... The grittiness of the 70s just kind of got washed away by Star Wars. It yeah, was, I can It see just that. became Flight of Fantasy sure. from then. And that's where 80s filmmaking came yep. from. And this coming out within a month of that, you know, first of all, suddenly the only thing the public wanted was Star Wars. And not this gritty, right. kind of nihilistic... Hey, remember, dark, there's problems. Yeah. And... Also, when theater owners a month later tried to switch out Star Wars with oh, Sorcerer... people would riot, I'm sure. Nobody went to see Sorcerer. So they put Star Wars back in. Yeah. And so Sorcerer only recouped about $9 million of its $21 million oh, budget. Damn. It was an enormous flop. Now, did it ruin the director? No, no, no. He, he continued working. Okay, uh, good. He never, he never hit anything quite as 
high of a note sure, sure. as like French Connection. But, right. You know, in the early 80s, he did To Live and Die in L.A., which is one of oh, my favorite sure. yeah. early 80s movies. Yeah. It's fantastic. And he's still working today, if I remember oh, right. cool. Not, not quite as often, but he's around. Cool. Very, very skillful director. Well, it was just weird much. because you know how sometimes movies, movies get marketed to a different genre than what the movie actually is? Yeah. Or like... The studios just won't know. And so the the uh, title screen yeah. on the DVD is this really intricate, like, Mayan or Inca or, you know, South American face. Oh, carving. yeah. They, oh, that, that first and then it image says, that comes up. Yeah. Sorcerer. And then there's, like, the da-da-da, yeah. like, horror trope music. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like... What the hell are they mark? Because I knew the plot. Mm-hmm. I was like, why the hell are they marketing it that way? Are they going to say that the nitro blew up because of a sorceress or something? Or like, oh, there, there's some sort of oh god. The the quote that William Friedkin gives for naming it sorcerer, aside from like it's the name of the truck. Um, the the specific quote is the sorcerer is an evil wizard and in this case the evil wizard is fate and then there's a longer quote after that okay so he's that's his weird existential yeah that's his weird existential thing hickey i think he originally wanted to just call it wages of fear yeah and he wound up not being able to do that sure okay but he did he personally went to Clouseau and asked for permission to make oh, the movie. Oh, that's kind of cool. And Clouseau granted permission, although he didn't have the rights to the right. story. So then uh, Freakin went to George Onod, who is still around, the, the author of the right, novel. Right, right, right. And George Onod was ecstatic because he actually doesn't like Wages of Fear. <laughs> for, I don't know why. Well, it's a little dark. <laughs> The, the novel's a little dark too, but um, yeah, he he wasn't as fond of uh, Clouseau's version. I see. So he he happily gave the rights to. Oh, Freakin. okay. Yeah. So it it's he, he he's very reverent of the original material and, and clearly and yeah. and what he's going for is definitely in the vein of what was intended and yeah. he. he and yet he injects new material in that is both interesting yeah. and it contributes and yeah and there's there's a lot of yeah yeah and it's it's not trying to be wages no of fear, it's the, not the first film and it's it still to. has the suspenseful nature yeah that you require for or that you know the plot is supposed to elicit yeah. It also has a lot more violence and gore, I yeah. think. Yeah, because it's I, William Friedkin. But I, well, yeah, and that's what I'm trying to figure out is like how much of that is he's that's his thing. How much is that was the seventies? How much of it because the seventies had a lot of. I mean, that's when you started getting it's especially late seventies into your slasher fix and mm-hmm. your and your gore porn. Yeah, and so I mean, there's that influence there, but. Well, the slasher, the, the slasher picks kind of start about a year after this. Yeah, because didn't Chainsaw Massacre come out in seventy eight? Um, Halloween hit in seventy eight, if I remember okay. right, and 
uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was about in the same region, and yeah. then uh, Friday the 13th yep. hit, and then we're off then to the races. Yeah. But it, that wasn't quite, I mean, the Grindhouse Cinema was happening at this point. Okay. And, and that was underway, but, it, so there was that undercurrent going on, but Friedkin's thing, um, particularly if you watch Exorcist, Friedkin is, is kind of a kind of a show it like it is sort of director yeah so he's so his success in the exorcist it was um anything is game this is such a horrible thing to see happen to a young child at that and it is it is just over the top horrific where and it and it's not necessarily trying to continually amp up the audience it's more of it's it's god i don't even know how to describe it he's as interested in realism as a lot of the other 70s filmmakers and part of what makes the exorcist work is um he has grounded what is essentially a, a supernatural horror story by really grounding it in the characters and grounding it in uh uh you know this dude doing uh, archaeology in in far flung parts of the globe, and there there's a certain it it kind of brings that grittiness of the re- and the reality that's being injected into seventy cinema and and using that for horror. And, okay. And part of that influence is um, let's not pull punches. Okay. So. What we're seeing here is like, um, kind of like the, you know, this is aimed at a public that just came out of Vietnam. Oh, And okay, so well, if yeah. you're thinking about like the riot scenes as like the unfiltered newsreels coming okay. out of Vietnam and, and just this grisly, okay. unfiltered content. Yeah, that puts the body part in a much better context yeah. for me. Or that 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 riot scene, which I think is actually really remarkable. Oh no, it's a yeah. it's an amazing scene because there is no control. Yeah, yeah, and and it and it looks just like it if you yeah. had documentary cameras. Yeah, uh, sitting in but the Dominican Republic a week guess, after they left. I guess I'm wondering, like, because in The Exorcist, I think this happened too, where I started sensing this edge of surrealism it was like Mm -hmm. his his realism got to a point because especially in this one where roy scheider's in the middle of the sandstone yeah thing and they're doing the overlay camera thing Uh uh-huh that was that seemed much more surreal and dolly like oh yeah the 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 kind of in insanity montage yeah yeah exactly and i think he did that a little bit in exorcist i think he does it more in this oh yeah yeah absolutely so i mean like that to me i don't know what he was trying to do with it because it it didn't match with the realism that we had in the village or even the realism we had in the jungle Mm -hmm. once it got to roy scheider by himself it was just kind of like now it has to be weird because he's in his head. Yeah, and I, and I think that's what he's getting at. And 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 I agree. I don't think that's one I, of the more successful yeah. sequences. There there was some studio meddling with oh, how it was well, okay. cut. Uh, and I don't know if that was one of the things that. Got it would not with. surprise me. Um, <laughs> what we watched was a uh, restoration. Oh, okay. Of his 
basically his original cut, which was a little bit longer than what was released in American cinemas back in the 70s. And also, if I remember right, the opening, uh, the, the four vignettes opening sure. with the, the introductions of all the characters, those were cut down in, in different okay. ways by the studio. Uh, the the film did wind up being released with um, a warning that was put up at theaters that several of the opening scenes of the movie are subtitled and but this no really this it's, is an American film it is in English don't uh, worry you did not accidentally go to American film yeah sigh yeah sigh <laughs> I loved how they they used a, a almost Nazi uh eagle-esque symbol mm-hmm. for the logo of the corporation yeah of the oil corporation yeah and their font was a little square yeah <laughs> yeah if i if i remember right he was trying to actually use gulf oil <laughs> <laughs> i think it was golf he was trying yeah, to yeah they're after. not gonna let you do that and the studios were like uh-uh nope nope nope, nope, nope. nope. we're in bed work. with them and a yeah. lot of other rich companies. Too. Yeah, don't don't piss off the people with a lot of money. Yeah, yeah no, we no, we like no, money. No. We like money in Hollywood. <laughs> Keep it coming. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. The, uh, the stuff they went through in this movie. Okay, so the explosion of the tree. Which I know <gasps> oh you really my god! Liked. Is that amazing? Thank you for doing this in high definition. Yeah, right. Because oh my god! Yeah, dear listeners, I started out with a DVD I'd gotten at their local video store. Uh, and it w- turned out it was the really old pan and scan DVD, which just looks sad. So I went back to Amazon and, and just rented it for three ninety nine oh in high def. It's lovely. It's just oh, lovely. Oh, the tree with the, the were oranges and pale yellows and, and off whites and explosion. and they poofed and and oh god, it was beautiful, especially since. <laughs> I also love how the pizza arrived I mean, just as, as all the oil rig blew up. As the oil rig blew up, <laughs> there was a very concerned pizza guy at our door. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> but the tree. The, the tree, tree was gorgeous. Uh, okay, so the original demolitions expert that they had on set to blow up the tree. Okay. Uh, they, they set up the stunt and... Um, it didn't blow up. It Aww. like barely got damaged, just and nothing happened. So that guy was sent home, and apparently freaking called up a known arsonist in Queens, <gasps> New York, <laughs> and he was going by the pseudonym Marvin the Torch, <laughs> and he said, "Hey, can you come down to the Dominican <laughs> Republic and blow up a tree?" Three days later, this guy just shows up in the Dominican Republic and and just, you know, works on the tree for a little bit. They get it in one take. Oh, my God. And that was the take you saw. Oh, my the God. tree goes vapor. That was so cool. <laughs> so, so was that the real reaction? So when the four guys come back to look at the tree... I really wanted that to be their actual reaction shot. I would love that to be the case. <laughs> but they were like, it's like, oh my God. Dude. <laughs> I'm also wondering if they drew some of the inspiration for that really ingenious fuse from yes. from uh, from uh, Mr. Torchy. Oh, uh, that was a beautiful science. Science. 
Because that, that oh, was lovely. Natural elements. Mm-hmm. It, the sand and the... Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, one of my beefs with Wages of Fear is the, why are you carrying a fuse with you? Well, because he was a Nazi. Well... <laughs> That's not no. why. I'm just, no. I'm just beast. That was a really long fuse, and you're carrying nitroglycerin over the mountains. Why do you have a fuse? Well, maybe they but, were taking it, like, maybe it was with the nitro. Yeah, that's true. I maybe mean, like, these guys had machetes and, and crap in their truck. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, random tools. Yeah. But still, this is the, in case you don't have a fuse yeah. with you. No, you no. have string, a rock, and a bag, and yeah, sand. Yeah, and, and, and show me your pockets. Yep. Give me my big knife. Yep. Go up to the guy that killed the guy that I liked. Fuck your pockets. <laughs> God, I love that sequence a lot. Ugh. <sighs> Hooray for Israeli demolitions experts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like how they really leverage the modern day political Yeah, I thought that was cool too. And just kind of brought them all in. Oh, and they had a suicide. They did have Which suicide. Which is very rare to actually see. Mm-hmm. Like, with the blood and the gun and the bow and the yep. brains. Mm-hmm. And corn syrup. Corn because syrup. Because 70s blood yep, was it, not quite... <laughs> it wasn't quite there yet. Nope. It, 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 it just looked like paint. It's just too opaque. It well, yeah, there was... Consistency. Well, they, they might have actually been using paint. Depending. Yeah. Because yeah. some some studios did. Oh, indeed. And well, well, especially Hammer. And and oh some god, of the... Hammer! <laughs> Hammer blood is the best. Hammer's blood is orange. <laughs> I love Hammer blood. It's almost as good as the Klingon blood in Star Trek Six. Oh god, yeah. The, which I call Pepto Bismol. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Klingons bleed pe- Pepto Bismol. Pink. I can't talk. Pepto. <laughs> All right, so what else do we need? Let's see. Um, Yeah, so I still... There was no, like, random misogyny. Yeah. Which I was in favor of, except that also meant no women, kind of, at all. Yeah. Except for random lady. Yeah, and and I wonder how much of her being in there is just a nod to the original film. See, because they did that shot where she's scrubbing the floor on her knees with the water. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, he saw the movie... Yeah. That, that he's basing this on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I like the ending better to this movie in um, a lot of ways. I like, the, I like that it's the, well, shit, now what do I do? So you still have that aspect. Well, no, because he's got the American, like, I'm going to get away with it, kids. Mm-hmm. But, and, but he's... he's but Richard, not really. I mean, he's got no, the... No, he, he... He gets the, the music swelling up, but then... He gets know, the, the chick... The we don't see him die. We don't see him die. We don't but see we him know die. the hammer is falling because those guys just show up and walk in there and yeah, you hear the well, but but Americans can always talk their way out of that. <laughs> like I mean, obviously, I can pretty much guarantee that was not the intent of the filmmaker. No, I know it's not. <laughs> I'm just saying, like from an audience, from like, um, I can see audience people. Being happier with an ending like that, where it's necess- not necessarily ambiguous, mm-hmm. as as opposed to the Wages of Fear ending, where dude is dead. There is no question. There was no point. It, it was all about Toodles driving the truck off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not... Whereas this, like, 
I could see people coming out of the theater and going, oh, but he got the girl at the end. And they're just like forgetting that the gangsters show up and, and off him. But it, but I feel like it's it's not him getting the girl, though. He saw the woman who had a relationship with one of the guys who died. And it's like, but it, it, it's kind of the... But it used the same... It uses the same music. It uses the same, like, that slow walk over, hold out your hand. May I have this? Yeah, I but mean, I feel like it's a parody of that. It's uh, a... It's it's the... This is a shared moment between two people who saw a lot of Okay, shit okay, die. I see that. And if... They didn't go far enough for me then. And that's fair. So I could see if they come in and they shoot them and I see them shoot them while they're dancing, then I will totally give you that as a subversive statement. But I don't but I don't feel like that's the way that ending should be filmed though, because so much of the film the film is done at like documentary distance. Point. And so by pulling out and you see Ooh. the the hammer is gonna fall. In maybe the, the revenge of the previous maybe the studio made him dance with the chick i don't know i don't know studios like chicks in movies i know but usually they're glamorous well seriously this is why she confuses me <laughs> like she's not croning like she's not doing weird voodoo stuff to make her like a symbol of well here's the other, here's the other thing that Friedkin once said about this movie is it's one of it's one of his favorite movies of his that he ever did because uh-huh. this is the one that turned out the most like he wanted it to. Oh. So, um, it, especially now that it's been restored, sure, and sure, kind of reassembled. You know, some stuff has been reassembled, kind of in the right sure, places. Sure. Okay. So, what we just watched was his intended. Okay. Mostly. Okay. 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 So wages of fear. Was French. Oh, God, yes. Like, far French. Super French. And this is like doing... it. Uh, it's <laughs> like a weird American philosophy light version. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not as heavy in the philosophy, clearly. And it, it's, it, it does have slightly different aims. Yeah. But... And, and that's great. Because if no, it's I'm, trying to exactly... Yeah, you know, you can't fear, redo... The the, the thing that was already there. That's, right. It's there, it's taking its place. Mm-hmm. Do a different thing that's doing a different place. Right, Gus Van Sant proved that. <laughs> okay. Gus Van Sant did the, the remake of Psycho. Oh, oh God! A, a, shot, ah! a you, shot for shot. Why remake. have you spoken the evil? Because I think it was brilliantly stupid. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of things in Hollywood that I, can be said that. I, I think it was like an art project that proves exactly why you don't do that. Yeah. And that possibly is why Gus Van Sant did it that way. But anyway. Yeah, I, okay. Anyway. But I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm trying really hard to say that I like the film and, and still say I like the first one better. Yeah. Okay. That's how I feel about it, too. Oh, I mean, okay. I, I, like, I like the first one better, so too. So you're not crazy? I, I, no, you're not crazy. <laughs> you're not crazy. I, I love Sorcerer. I really do. I don't think it's as great as Wages of Fear. I still prefer Wages of Fear. But yeah. this, I love Sorcerer for what it is as well. Yeah, okay. And, and okay. There, there, I mean, there, one's a remake of the other, but it is comparing apples and oranges. Yes, they're both fruit. Yes. They're very different. Yes. <laughs> Unlike other remakes. Unlike other remakes. Where that does not always happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Sorcerer does have its own take on 
how they do the suspense and it's not as as visceral of a suspense yeah but it's the violence takes the place of the suspense as what's visceral in the film. Yeah, and so it's a, it's a different kind of thrill ride. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and and um, also I, th- I noticed watching it this time through, I wasn't quite as involved in the, mm-hmm. the, sus- the, the car ride bits as I right. was when I first watched it because, I don't know, maybe it was the right environment. I was distracted with my dog. I don't know. And well, so it's like if you latch on to Sorcerer in all the right points, it gets there. Oh, no, no, no. That, I screamed yeah. a couple times oh, when God, the yeah. thing was like, ah, because they were going to die. Yeah. And and I I love the bridge sequence. Oh, that, I love it so much. Oh, uh, <laughs> that was an amazing bridge. And the tree. Oh. Yeah, the tree's great. I could have done without the commando dudes. Yeah. Although that was an interesting turn. Yeah, just, I didn't yeah. see it coming. Yeah. Which I kind of liked. And and also the, well, what do you do when commandos come out of the woods and uh, you have a bunch of nitroglycerin that they'd like? But they and, don't and know hope... that you have nitroglycerin. Right. And the... Until the end. And also, <laughs> please, good God, don't shoot the truck. Yeah. Or we're all gone. Oh God! Don't don't. How, and they they did clue, clue the truck. Yeah. How do you how do you clue them in, and yet not? Yeah. <laughs> you be yeah. Yeah. I kind of missed the interrelationship between the four dudes. Yeah. I kind of liked it better when they could all kind of buddy up about their. Mm-hmm. Um, their trial. And the closest you get to that is when they're all working on the tree. Mm-hmm. And when they're all uh, loading the trucks. Right. And, and there, well, there are things that are like with, like, I like the four preludes for, yes, they each those get their big, I really like. Yeah, they're like mini films about yes. their backstories. And so you get all this great backstory with them mm-hmm. for setting them up. But, after that, the the film takes this distance yep. that Wages of Fear doesn't have. And, um, oh, by the way, that church sequence. I mentioned this while oh, we were yeah, watching. Yeah. The church you, sequence. You said it was based on a real thing? It was based on a real thing okay, that tell, happened. Okay, tell, tell, So it was, um, let me find my notes about it. I'm pretty sure I wrote something down. Um, so yeah, the, the church robbery was based on a real robbery. If I remember right, it took place in, in New Jersey. Um, the ex-con who perpetrated it later became an actor. And so uh, William Friedkin cast him as one of the mob leaders. So the real bank robber was... The real bank robber? <laughs> oh! Wait, so how did the mob not off him? I, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but because, it was based dude, on a real thing. One, you're stealing from the church. Yeah. Two, you're stealing from the mob's church. Yeah. You're you're not gonna go away from that. And right. if they the one the one reason that was more believable to me was that they got away with it and it wasn't Boston. Because if they had done that in Boston Oh god, yeah. They They'd, wouldn't have made it out of the church. They they would have been evaporated. Yes. <laughs> just poof, thin red mist in the air. That's just done. The, the priest would have pulled a gun on them in Boston. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> As I've heard many comedians say, Boston, the place where a straight white male can get hate crimes. Yep. 
Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. It said it was New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, lots Joy-Zy. of <laughs> corn syrup in that one, too. Oh, in the 70s hats! <gasps> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so my parents got married in 77. Mm-hmm. Those dresses. Oh, totally were a thing. Those were my parents' dresses. Awesome. Like, my mom's braid, except my mom's were in pastel. Okay. But she had the hat and like those, oh my God, the suits, the, <laughs> the, the mobster guy when they're like, oh, we're going to go, he hit your church and they, we're going to go find him. And he's wearing this plaid suit. Mm-hmm. It's like a flannel plaid suit. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, 70s. Oh, the pimp shoes. Oh God. I, I do remember parts of the 70s having... Witness parts of the 70s. Oh, lucky and you. And I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fashions. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, they didn't, they weren't in the inner city, so they didn't have anybody with the bell bottoms that were twice as long as their shoes or like. Well, my, my mom described to me um, her modifying her bell bottoms to make them bigger. They yep. would, you know, cut the slits in the jeans and then put yep. fabric inserts in them and. Make them even larger. Yep. Yeah. There were some that had like circle mm-hmm. feet. At what show was that on? Like the Brady Bunch or something. You lift up and they had shoes it, inside the bell bottoms. Yeah. They're like the, footy pajamas. Yeah. But they were bell bottoms. So they're yeah. giant circles. I'm yeah. sorry. It was amazing fashion. Yeah. that You also see them in uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. That's in, where it was from. In one, Thank you. In one of the dance sequences. Yes. yes. They are using, uh, yeah. Yeah. Probably an ABBA sequence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was. Because uh, that's when they were dancing with the Aborigines. In the, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, topic. So. Rain it in. Rain, rain it, it in. in. Reel it in. Reel it in. Real oh. education. Off topic. Hey. <laughs> so William Friedkin was once married to Jeanne Moreau. Did you oh, know no, I did not so, yeah. know that. Um, in the late 70s. So I think like after Sorcerer and them for like two years after they were married. Oh, cool. Anyway, Roy Scheider. Um, Yay, we'll, Roy we'll Scheider. touch upon him. Um, what well, we were talking about uh, Sylvester Stallone during yep. the movie. Uh, Roy Scheider used to be a boxer. Yep, Which explains that. his nose. Yes, it does. Because that... It's like a flat. Oh, I've yeah. never seen anything so vertical. Yeah. yeah, his 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 forehead and his nose are like one panel. Yeah, it's like he went to the doctors. They laid him on a on a board back yeah. that they used for for spinal cord injury victims, and yeah. like they just held him there until it sat. Yeah, just kind of. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are gestures happening, dear listeners. Oh, oh. And then I asked if, does he always pick movies where he gets wet? And not always, because I don't recall him getting wet in The French Connection. There was rain. There was, but not a whole lot of it. That's It's true. not like, it, I mean, he made up for it in Jaws. Well, yeah. See, that's where I'm thinking, because like... Yeah. And, and so, if you consider his career at this point... Yeah, he's Sorcerer, done French Connection and Jaws, Jaws, and then this. You know, and and Jaws took the world oh, by storm. Oh God, that was that's the original summer blockbuster. Yep. It it made enormous amounts of money, and yep. so he he was his career was huge mm-hmm. at this point. And so uh, when he came on set for Sorcerer, 
uh, he and William Friedkin did not get along because, of course, both of their careers were both on the rise and they both had huge egos. Oh, but apparently, it, you know, after the whole experience was over and everybody was still alive after you know all the malaria and stuff, you know, apparently they they kissed both, and made up. They both they both liked the what came out of it. Ah, and so they they both appreciated the. The, the end point of the project. I see. Okay. Uh, they, I don't think they worked together again, but they, well, they just. If he didn't like him, why did he cast him? Oh, yeah, no. The French Connection apparently went well. Oh, it's just it, once they got on set once for Once they this, got on set got, for, okay. for, um, for Sorcerer that. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, usually if you're director and your movie takes off and you're yeah. using the same actor, it's because. The first experience was okay. Although I think other there were other people up for the Roy Scheider role prior oh, okay. to Roy Scheider coming in. There there were like Warren Oates was talked about oh. and a few other people, but Well I'm glad they know. did Roy Scheider. Me too. I think he's the right person for this project. Yeah, I mean like his I can't think of anybody else of that era that I'd rather see in that. Well, movie. I mean like I could see Stallone trying it, but it wouldn't go as well. Yeah, and it would mm-mm. just be too flat. Mm-mm. He's got this very well. Schneider's a he's really a great actor. No, he is, and he's very subtle. Yes. Whereas Stallone thinks he's subtle, and he just wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, and and Sh- Ray Schneider is made for seventies film. Oh God, yes. Much much like Richard Dreyfus was as well. Yes. <laughs> Anything after yes. <laughs> now I want to see what Richard Dreyfus would have done in this movie, and it's kind of hilarious. But anyway. Anyway, I, I do like you Richard Dreyfus. You hurt my brain, Melissa! <laughs> Did you know that Richard Dreyfus was originally going to be the, the lead in uh, Total Recall? Ow! So anyway... <laughs> You're not helping! <laughs> uh, off topic. Anyway... Oh, and another point about this movie that might also bring it into context. The guy who did the screenplay for this one was the same guy who did The Wild Bunch. Oh. Yeah, okay. I can yeah. see why. Yeah, it, very yeah. 70s, very gritty. Very. very mm-hmm. Well, and very, like, the characters don't like each other. They're never going to like each other. They're not supposed to like each yeah. other. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, because I... Because I haven't read the original text, like, I can't say right. in the book, like, no, they were really more com- camaraderie, like, uh, Clouseau's movie, or they were, no, they really were at each other's throat, like this mm-hmm. one. Well, yeah. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. Watching well, it after watching Wages of Fear, I need to hug some puppies. I, I um, luckily have a puppy. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I'll be okay. Everything's fine. Just go. The, hug the gangsters baby. didn't didn't hurt him. He mm-hmm. he got to mail the letter to the dude's wife, mm-hmm. and that was his DNA. And so she she has has a cloning business, and so she recreated her husband. And, <laughs> um, assassin guy went on to be uh, Ugly Betty's dad, and <laughs> the the sequel to Wages of Fear or to Sorcerer. Wow. I kind of do want to make a remake, or rather a, a reimagining of the Wages of Fear plot with 
like not nitroglycerin and not jungle. Oh but no! With, oh, is yeah, this yeah. is this my crazy? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah so, go for okay, it. Go for okay, it. Okay, so seventies okay. movie, right? Okay. So I'm thinking, okay, well, that was when they had did the crazy drug trips and everything. So vans, right? Vans in the seventies were a thing. <laughs> so you take and you draw a big giant wizard with a purple hat on the side of a van. And that's uh, your that's your vehicle that you have to take through the forest. And then inside of it, instead of nitroglycerin, you put the little fuckers from Darby O'Gillis's little people. The leprechauns? Yeah, oh god. And and so you're fighting the leprechauns inside the van while you're trying to cross, and then explosions because explosions are cool. Okay, what if And then the vans can fly, and then um they pick up the kids from Escape to Witch Mountain. And okay. and the the then there's an RV and they have to race the RV. Okay. Okay. Maybe. What if they're carrying the one ring and the one ring is explosive? So if you bump the one, one but it ring, can't be, because it can only melt. And mm. I don't even know if it melts in Mount Doom or just sinks to the bottom of the lava. That's a good point. Because it doesn't blow up. I do kind of want to mash up that sequence with, like, the Terminator hand Ooh, coming out. Oh, yeah. The, like, it's wearing the ring. The ring. Oh! oh! Skynet. Oh, boy. God. We're off topic, like, by a lot. <laughs> this is what happens when you watch these two movies. And then... Yeah, okay, so, dear listeners, Tanya and I have been in a pressure cooker because we watched these back-to-back on the same day. Yep. You, dear listeners, had the option to not do that. I told you to go hug puppies. You're gonna get wizard vans unless you go hug puppies. <laughs> I feel like we need to, like, maybe end it there. Okay. okay. Bye! Wait, wait, wait. We need to tell listeners oh, what's okay, coming right, up. We what's coming to... up? Okay, right, wait. Right. Okay. Okay, center, okay. center. Um, dear listeners, <laughs> sorry. Our, our next movie, yes, we're veering back into proper film noir land. Ooh, we're going to watch Odd Man Out with James Mason. Oh, <gasps> you mean God, James Mason? Yes, James Mason. I I have a terrible James Mason impression. I don't think mine's much better either. <laughs> But Eddie Izzard's is great. But after rewatching Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, the Disney one, ah. my husband does kind of look like James Mason in that, and it's absurdly hot. Wow. So I need to teach my husband how to do, do the, the James Mason, Mason voice, yeah, I can and see then that. I've got okay. everything. Okay. Yeah. That that could happen. Anyway, dear listeners, we'll the, let you know. The the next movie is <laughs> Odd Man Out, and it is great fun. I Yay! Really, I really enjoy it. I think you will really enjoy it. I probably will. And I, hopefully Allie will be back with us. Yay! And I'm sure Allie will really enjoy oh, it too. Oh, yeah. So, okay, cool. So we will release you. <laughs> we release our, you, dear listeners. From our insanity. Or my insanity. <laughs> For the next couple, couple <laughs> of weeks, we will be back with an episode about Odd Man Out. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye! Oh, I've been Melissa. That's Tanya. Woo! <laughs> I did hand gestures. Oh my god. (laughs) God, we're sober. (laughs) We hope you enjoy our film fixation. We'll see you next time on Anwar Education. Ba-do, ba-do, ba-doodly-doo, 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 ba-doodly-doo. 
Thank you for joining us for a Real Education Noir. New episodes arrive on the 7th and 21st of every month. You can find our podcasts and social media feeds on our website at realedunoir.com. Special thanks to Tim Wick, Jeffrey Brown, and Chad Dutton for our theme music. If you like our show, you might also like our parent podcast, A Real Education, which discusses all genres of film. You can find it on the web at realedu.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time.